Are you ready to run your short-term rental business like a super host? If so, look no further than Guesty for Hosts. Guesty for Hosts offers listing management for all three major OTAs, Airbnb, Booking.com, and Verbo. With Guesty for Hosts, you can create a branded direct booking website in minutes. I've been able to hit 61% direct bookings in my business and automate daily tasks such as communication with cleaners and communication with guests. Click the link in the show notes to get an additional $20 off your first month. Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Drive. (laughs) What's up, Micah, man? I'm chilling, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? Oh, doing good. Getting uh, prepared for Snowmageddon, Icemageddon Part 2 in Texas. Did you get your firewood? Uh, no, I didn't get any firewood. No. no firewood. But we're on the same, luckily, you know, if it happens again, I'm not sure, but we're on the same grid as the fire station here where we're at. So none of us in this whole neighborhood lost power last year because I guess, you know, emergency services, they had to keep the, you know, power going to them. But, anyways, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You should always be prepared. But we are back, man. We are at episode 193. Of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, Uber, Lyft, all that share economy fun stuff in the world. And we have a someone joining us. I would say guest, but he's part of the show. You know, honorary member, Federico. What's up, Federico? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, good. Man, hey how you doing down there? Yeah, ah, Doing great. And during the summer, you know, you were talking about that. Uh, Snowmageddon. Uh, I was just thinking, first of all, here's beautiful. Weather is nice. But then I was thinking... Man, when it happened last time, we had like two properties. Now we have 40. What are we going <laughs> to do if it gets bad? <laughs> Man, dude. Yeah. That, that's true, right? We only had a couple properties back yeah. then. Now, are, you, yeah. are y'all 40 in Dallas? Well, not, not in Dallas, but uh, I'll say 39 were in, in Texas. So, I mean, the mm-hmm. only one that we have is Michigan. They're ready for that. They're built for that. So, we don't even, that, you know, it's funny. Because we're we're telling every guest we, we tell our our, our, our BAs or to, to to let all the guests know you know remind them of letting the fossils uh, drip. As like don't tell the people in Grand Rapids. I mean that that's built for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Texas, but we need to let them know. So yeah, we're sending reminders every day, cleaners and guests, everyone, to be aware. Yeah, I send uh send my messages out today too. Um, one of our friends, he was actually going and dropping off firewood to his guests. I was like, that's a smart idea, you know, because, yeah, you never know what's going to happen, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Yeah, we were bouncing guests around last year trying to get them to units that actually had power. I remember Ooh. that. Yeah, so it was, but it was only a handful of units. It was like two or three units, but now it's like 40. Uh, we just have to turn our phones off and wish them the best. <laughs> <laughs> man, so yeah, it's, yeah, this Snowmageddon part two, I don't know how bad it's going to be, but hopefully it doesn't happen as bad as last year and we can, uh, you know, have some happy guests. Yeah, man. Yeah. So what's it? What's new in your world, Micah? Oh, man. So I'm supposed to close on a duplex, this duplex on Friday. Um, once I close on that, I'm going to try to sell it. Uh, after I sell that, then I'm back to doing bird strategy. And plus, you know, I got I got a rehab going. 
a management project, a new, man, I got to tell you guys about that crazy shit. Uh, I got a rehab project going. I got another project where we're getting my uh, friend's house. My friend's house is up. It's like a 3000 square foot, like house on a lake with this big balcony in the back for like parties and stuff. And it's this big ass house. Right. So I'm calling around. So my setup team's ready, but they're like, dude, we got to clean this place before we set it up. Because like, if they got to get all this dust down. So we called around, man, to get a cleaning quote. Mm. You know, I'm getting all these crazy prices, right? I'm like, this lady, one lady saying, hey, I'll charge you $300 for two rooms. I'm like, what the kind of is that? I'm like, <laughs> so I said, hey, forget it. You know, I, you know, I, I called some, you know, other, other type of people, people who maybe have cheaper prices, man, you know, so <laughs> called this guy, you know, I'm thinking he's going to have cheaper prices. He's like, let me see the house. He comes over to, today. My sister meets him next. It's all the way in Arkansas. And he's like, he, but he was like, before I was talking to him, he's like insistent on seeing the house. I'm like, you don't just give quotes, you know, like, Hey, it's three bedrooms, 3000 square foot. He's like, no, I want to see the house. Mm. So he comes over. Um, and then he wouldn't tell my sister a price. He's like, I'll just call Micah back and let him know. Man, the guy calls me and says $3,800 for a clean. I'm like, <laughs> the f- no. I'm like so <laughs> the guy who I'm, the guy who I'm managing it for, he's like 3,800, what for the whole neighborhood? I'm like, <laughs> you said for your house. So, uh, we were like, man, hell no. Nah. So we sent it wow. another quote to another lady, which hopefully it comes back, but Cause it, it is a big ass house. And my sister was like, it's going to be expensive, but she was like, not $3,800 expensive, but it's going to be expensive to do a deep clean on this house. Cause it's a big ass house. Jeez. That's in Arkansas. Wow. Yeah, man. It's, it's one of our first Lux properties. It's going to be a luxurious property. Like it's big as hell. These big, huge columns in the yard. And then this big ass massive yard with the huge, like you can get, you, I can, we can host weddings there. Stuff oh, like nice. that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, we're trying to get this thing up. So that's one of my projects in a rehab project and closing on that duplex. How about you, man? What's going on in Argus world? In Argus world. You want to tell you want to talk Fede? Yeah. Well, we have a lot of things going on since the last time I was here. Um, I mean, we've been growing like crazy, getting new, new properties to manage, uh, getting new, new points and, you know, new dots in the map. Uh, again, we, we were in, Houston, but we, we had another property there and another coming in, coming up soon. Uh, we added Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is doing pretty well. Uh, we're excited about that market. Um, we hired, finally, people that are doing a great job. So I think that was one of the big lessons in 2021. Uh, no, is the value of hiring good people. And um, yeah, definitely it's paying off. Right now, you know, it's finally I'm able to put my phone down for a little while, do all the stuff. Finally going on vacations after a year or something. Uh, so that that's exciting. Um, and, you know, it's just fine-tuning our systems and focusing more. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to focus more into pricing, you no know, fine-tuning pricing, uh, leads getting new clients getting new properties um all of that part um with steve so i think together we're gonna you know just make something huge yeah this this past week i picked up two um grand prairie home house arbitrages nice you arbitraging them yourselves Mm -hmm. hell yeah let's go (laughs) so we got to get those up and running more uh streams of revenue you know yes And, and um as for, he, Fede was talking about uh, VAs, right? 
And so here's the here's the cool thing. The we went after VAs that actually had experience with Airbnb. You know, I think I mentioned that before. Whereas before we're just like, oh, okay, we'll get some cheap ones and we'll train them Airbnb. But um it's this actually been a lot better. They've had like years of experience in Airbnb, all the PMS systems, all that stuff, right? So it's been it's been great. They've been catching on really quick, and then they've been also like um suggesting things to us that we should do, how we could do our business better. I yeah. mean I, I told Federico, man, this these chicks are these chicks are smarter than us, and um, but that's, that's I mean, <laughs> a smart uh, only a stupid business owner hires people that are dumber than them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always higher up. That's that's what I'm realizing, man. Why why hire people that are dumber than us? Hire people that are smarter than us, and um, so that's been really cool. And and, and it's funny, you know. Also, we, we give ourselves payouts in the business, right? We give ourselves like a the partners we, we equal payout. And it's going to be to the point where we got we got like a superstar VA and then their salary is going to be higher than one of our than our payouts. Right. But our business is growing and the pot's growing. And I was trying to explain that the Fed, but the business, you know, we own the business. We're getting yes yeah. payout. You know, we're taking some money out. But um but I think he uh, Fed was a little jealous. Is well, she going to be making more of a, more of a payout <laughs> than I make? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whoa, that's a problem. I, I'm always betting yeah. on no, that. No, but here, here was the yeah, yeah. It was, it was. <laughs> he had made sense, and I thought about it too, and I was like, okay, check this out. How about the next few arbitrages that we pick up, we keep one hundred percent of that money, you know? And I thought that would be that would kind of motivate us to work harder and get more units to, because all the newer units, this is going to be one hundred percent that can go into our pockets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Instead of just into the pot. And then that pot goes to run the business and it goes to maybe get another property. It's cool, but you know, it's like that uh, pay yourself first kind of thing, right? The the profit first kind of thing Mm -hmm. that that you're reading about with this. Yeah. 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 It it, it gets frustrating if if the business is growing, but we're not, our payouts are staying the same. We kind of, we kind of do have to up that. Right. And and, you know, the the other thing is that I I, I was telling Steve, you know, I also quit my my job after 10 years. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much. Really happy about that. I mean, it was scary. I mean, really scary to 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 to, to you know make that that decision. Uh, I know you made it a, a few weeks ago. I I think we we, we did it at the same time, Micah. Um, so yeah, December thirtieth was my last date. I had a very good career that I made in 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 the airline industry. But it, I mean, it was like okay, Arches is is my future. This is our baby, and it needs 100% of, of my attention. Uh, so it came to a point where the, it was a no-brainer, but still was scary, you know. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, and what, what's happening right now, and I think it happens to you and anyone that is, you know, just quitting the 9 to 5, is like, I don't want to make any mistakes. I don't want anything to go wrong because this is 100% of my livelihood right now. Mm-hmm. So that's a scary part, you know, because you need to let, if you want the company to grow, you're going to make mistakes and you need to let things, you know, just run and, and, and things happen. But scary for that reason, right? So that, that's the other thing that, that, that I'm personally dealing with right now. Man, I got a few things to touch on, man. First off, I know that fear factor, man, when you're 100% dependent on it. Trust me, because last month was one of my worst months on Airbnb. I had so many people canceling. And we had people canceling because of bad cleanings. Uh, so we had to work with our cleaning team to make sure they were doing spot checks on the cleans, um, things of that nature. And then we have the slow Houston units. And this was my first month. I took a huge loss. I was like, how do I, you know, how do I bounce back? 
but all this stuff, man, I just know it's mindset. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm reading this book called relentless and man, it's been helping me. He's like, you know, you got to find a way to push through no matter what, you know, you, you can't be the, you, you like, basically this is the dude it is, it's written by Tim Grover. You know, Tim Grover is the guy who trained Kobe Bryant, and Michael Jordan and Dwayne Wade, three best shooting guards of all time. And he said, it's, it's all your mindset, bro. You, you are enough. You're everything you need. You just have to unlock it. So basically, you know, I, I, I had to go through those struggles. And right now I paid the price on the first, but I'm like, forget it. I got to keep on going. Um, so yeah, man, I know what you mean, but those setbacks are nothing but learning lessons. That's all they are. Once you look at them like that as learning lessons and you don't fall into, oh man, I messed up. Just look at them as learning lessons and, and keep going. Yeah, really. definitely. It is one thing we've learned too. And, um, and so like Feta, he, he fires people sometimes, right? Like it's, he sends an angry, angry message at them, kind of lets them go or they, things go a separate way. But he does it sometimes before we get our monies. Next time, I told him we got to get our monies first, and then you can bitch him out all you want, man. <laughs> then you can find. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, this, this is something you know. I was waiting for this time because I, I hear still same things about me, and it, 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 it is pretty cool, you know, as a business relationship. When when Steve mentioned things that go in the in the company, I listen to podcasts like, mm, you know, I can't reply to him and say, "Hey, man, listen." <laughs> Sorry, no, this, this is not. But it, it's good because it makes me think that and think about it. And maybe hey, he has a point, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I actually that, that that was pretty cool about listening to podcasts and listening to Steve saying things about how, how we're running the business. Now, one of the cleaners you asked me to fire her, and you're like, get rid of her, get rid of her. You know, the one that you saw the door, the door smoking, vaping in the, in, inside the apartment. <laughs> Remember yeah, Becky, that one, Becky? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. I mean, one, whatever other, that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. And the other one. We just need a refund. We just need a refund and she's not processing the refund. Yeah, you know, something, you know, going back to, 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 to a recurrent topic, cleaners, something we learned is happening, you know, has been happening often lately is that we start with a new crew and they go to the job and they do really well the first two times and the third time they send another person that works for them and they totally, you know, messed up the cleaning. And it happened twice in a row, man. In, in one of the Houston houses that we have. The high-end like, house, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So three bed, three bed, 2.5 bath. So, you know, we, we start with this new person. She did an amazing job. I mean, we sent someone to check after her twice. It was great. Third time, and now we, we sent again someone to check after her. Total disaster. We call a previous cleaner. She did a great job the, the times that we, we worked with her. But what happened is that once... She saw internal Airbnb, we didn't have a check-in the same day. And she said, okay, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And we get a last-minute booking. So we had to find someone last minute to clean. So we, start, we stopped working with her for the reason, right? So we needed someone. We called her back. She came twice, did a great job. Third time, we got a guest that he asked for a refund as soon as he came in. And he sent pictures, and it was bad. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to go tomorrow. She, did, she didn't go. And I got at that point, I asked her for a refund. She was like, I don't know. And she didn't want, she said, I, didn't, I don't want to work with you anymore. I said, yeah, I mean, don't worry. I'm not going to call you back, but refund the, the, the last cleaning. I mean, I had to refund my guest. Uh, but no, never heard back. Yeah. So now uh, on your clean company, because yeah, one, one thing I've learned, like when they go themselves and do it, the head cleaner, 
you know, they do a really good job. You know, this, and then like Steve said, the B team, um, <laughs> what, what we did was we started working with the cleaning crew, crew, right. The cleaning company. So what I said was I started working with the head cleaner and we just said, look, you know, how do we help you grow your business? You know what I'm saying? And we even talked to them about spot checks and she said she would spot check it, you know, herself. I'm like, that's probably the perfect thing to do, you know? And then I started paying them $20 for every five-star cleaning. You know, if it's five-star, here's a $20 tip, you know what I mean? And that might be the head cleaner's gas money to go spot check it, you know, whatever she can use it for. Uh, so we just started doing stuff like that. But yeah, those spot checks are very important. And then when you're interviewing the cleaning company, what I find is, yeah, talk to them about their growth. Like, do you plan on growing this company? Is this a side hustle for you? You don't want the side hustle person. You want the person that, you know, is wanting to grow a company. And that's what I've found. Yeah. 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 That's is, it is. yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. go ahead, sir. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, the, the other thing is, you know, try them once, see how it goes, and then start assigning all the properties. Another mistake we did in the past is just, you know, changing cleaning companies. And, you know, here's my business here, five units, go ahead, do them. And yeah, maybe you want to work with one team a couple of times in one property. And if they do well, start assigning different properties. Mm. Uh, because we, we had this guy that, you know, we did an interview. I remember I prepared, I was like, we were growing really, really well. I was like, I want to impress my, my new clients. We were at eight properties at this time. We we're taking number eight and nine. I was like, I want to impress these people. I want to make sure we do great. I interviewed this guy. Uh, he had his company and, you know, the the, 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 the the T-shirt with his logo, the company name or whatever. And I asked him like 15, 20 questions. I had prepared everything. He nailed it all. I was like, man, this is going to be great. And then he totally messed up and he was like well i didn't thought you actually have this amount of properties i, I thought you were bs with me <laughs> yeah. i was like man ah. i told you i needed to die. i told you uh, what? <laughs> so yeah you know what i found is uh i suck at hiring so with my va company the reason what attracted me to him someone gave them to me they're like what this company does is they're they're a va company meaning they have a bunch of vas and they fire and hire them based upon their performance and so you don't have to do it. You know, they'll go get the VA for you. So I've been, I hired them on and they've been, they started Wednesday or what's they? Yeah, they start. No, they started Tuesday, yesterday. And they've been doing a really good job so far. And if I have any problems, I just go to the head VA and the head VA talks to that VA. If that VA can get it done, they replace the VA, which I'm like, damn, that's pretty cool. But this guy's been doing really good. Um, we've been communicating via Slack. Uh, he has access to the cleaners, access to Airbnb. Um, I'm, I'm going to get him access to Getsy, but he's been doing pretty good. And one thing I will say about hiring VAs now that I, you know, the, the last episode we interviewed Kent, right? And Kent said, hey, I'm getting all my VAs processes, systems in place. So then I can hire one VA, then hire another one. That is the most powerful thing because I realized after I hired my VA team, my operations are very complex. And I was like, dude, I had to create so many training videos training videos on travelers, Hey, training <laughs> videos on furnish finder, but I got them all created and the guy's catching on, you know, he's talking to, to the people on furnish finder and it was quick. I was like, I'm pretty happy about it so far, but yeah, I will tell people before you hire a VA document, everything you do in your business, create, create a video on loom or screencast, whatever. And always have that, you know, and create a repository and put it on. I put mine on Google drive under training videos and they just have access to everything. So that's my tip to people as well. Yeah, and, and what I did, um, I used Notion. I don't, know, I don't know if you're familiar with that app. Mm. 
So Notion is like, um, it, it, it combines all of these apps that are out there, Trello and Monday.com and many of those, mm-hmm. but it's, it's building by blocks. And what it has is that it takes a little bit more time to get started because it's too free for you to design whatever you want. But you can create different type of databases. You can embed all type of documents, videos, looms, everything. And you can create your custom website for your company, right? Mm. So it's amazing. What did you say it's so, called? So uh, Notion. Notion. N-O-T-I-O-N. Okay. Um, so basically, here, what you have is you open and you have, you, you have like a white page, right? And then you, you do a slash and it's gonna, you're going to have a drop down with all the options that you can, you can create. You can create a title, like, like a header, or you can create a database or a calendar, or you can create so many things, right? Um, and from there, I started building all that goes into the company. So you open that and you're gonna have, you, you open Notion, you're gonna have like, 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 like the, the landing page and it's gonna be divided in different parts and you have um, policies and procedures and you know, the, the SOPs and you're gonna have lead generation. And let me, let me actually put it up and, and see exactly. But I mean, my, my girls are impressed. They're like, this is so helpful because I have the videos, but I also have it explained step-by-step step how to do specific things. Okay. They can put comments in there and we're all going to see it. Um, we have databases to follow up what's going on, for example, in, in the properties uh, regarding of maintenance, supplies. Uh, so everything that, that, that comes up is going to be added there. Um, man, it's so helpful. Here's what I love about the most. The, the, girls, the girls love it and they're catching on to it real good. And whereas me, when I'm heading to a unit to go fix a lock or fix something that just something small that we don't need to send, like, you know, we don't need a $500 handyman fee um, or to go do something, whatever. I'm, I, I, sometimes I'll be in the truck and I'll be like, hey, could you send me the codes to get through the gate in the door real quick? And um, and I'll but I'll put it out to the VAs and the VAs will go straight to Notion. Right. And then they'll go and they'll they'll give me what I need to what I you know to enter the place or whatever it is, and so I really don't have to. I mean, it's good for me to I'm familiar with it a little bit. You know, I can pull up some stuff on there. Actually, one of the VAs made a whole spreadsheet of all the properties for me with every single you know with all the instructions how to get in, how to do whatever you know the the gate codes, all that stuff, and oh. um, lock boxes. So that she made that, and and Feta just showed her with a few properties how to do it, and she took it from there, and also. What's what's really cool, I, I told a VA, you know, hey, could you put, you know, I, I made a loom on how to um, go to these portals of these apartment apartments and then submit like maintenance requests. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I made a loom how to do that and put it on there. So now they know how to do it. Anyways, I just thought of something the other day because like I had to there was a couple of units that I that needed some stuff, you know, needed some maintenance. And so I, I told them, could you could you put in the, the maintenance request there? And I said, oh, you know what also helps is when we send an email to Cecilia, you know, the manager there. I've always done that. I just forgot to put it in the loom. I said, hey, new procedure, please email this email and say, hey, we've put in work requests for these two units, whatever. And then thank you, whatever. And, and send the email. And so I sent that to, um, I guess, one of our one of our VAs that was working in the morning. 
And she went ahead and put that in notion that it's a new procedure on one. <laughs> so she she was able to. I didn't have to go to notion. Feta didn't have to go to notion. Now the VAs know how to put something in that we want them to use over and over again. And then I asked the other VA later if, the, if you know, if, the, if they put in the request. And she goes, yeah. And, and the follow up email, because because um, the previous VA told, told her or put it in notion that that's how we do. We, we follow yeah. up with an email. I was like, oh, cool, man. I just throw it out there. Automated. The VAs, the VAs oh, yeah. tackle it now. It's so no. freaking cool. Man, how much are you paying these VAs? Five dollars an hour. Between five and eight. Five and eight. Okay. Yeah, but it's worth. Okay. It's yeah, it's worth, worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, if it's worth yeah. it, yeah, you get what you yeah. pay for. So I mean, that's really. Oh, worth that that it. that that's a lesson, man. That's a lesson. It's like you you get what you the, the value on on people is is, is incredible. And, um. Another yeah, question. You know, yeah. How are y'all like? How are y'all communicating with your VAs? What's up? What's that? Okay. Yeah, and that, that's the thing that, that I remember Steve mentioned in, in, in the podcast. Like he loves he loves Slack and he uses Slack and, and he, he loves using Slack. But he's using it with a different reason. He's using it, he was using it as a database. And that's why I was going crazy with Slack. It's like he was not using okay. Uh, I don't want to bring we have a phrase here in Argentina in Argentina. So I don't want to bring you know personal things into the podcast, of course, right? But it that's not funny. It's like he was like, "Yeah, I love Slack. I love Slack." And he said, "But, but Steven, you're using it for database. It's for database, it's, for it's easy. I was like, you put a, yeah, but if you put something there, you gotta scroll up and go back to see what's the latest version of something." Um, but here's the you thing: you told I, me I, to I, put things in Slack. This was yeah, your idea, no, and was, I fell in love fault. with it. I was like, oh, this is cool. It, this it was my easy. fault. And then here's. I don't use it. probably like Micah uses it. Micah uses it to communicate to everybody. This right. We use WhatsApp, use WhatsApp like Slack. Yeah. yeah. So it's to yeah. me, it's a database. It's a place I dump everything, you know, receipts to whatever and, and payments yeah. to cl- what, cleaners, whatever. I dump it all in Slack and then um, I just, it just has it easily accessible in one place. But now we're yeah. uh, FedEx goes crazy <laughs> with that. WhatsApp, yeah. yeah. No, but it was my fault. Uh, the things that we needed a place, I, I, I want to make things easy for everyone, right? Especially yeah. because he's driving, he's, he's going around. And, and for me, it's like, okay, I try to automate as much as I can. And today, nowadays, you know, before you need to know how to code things. Now you have mm-hmm. so many no-code apps, JotForms, Notion, and all these mm-hmm. apps where you can set up systems to run automatically. And I know Steve is, you know, he's on the run. And I want to make things that he can, you know, make two clicks and get the information. Hmm. so that that that's the thing is like trying to find that perfect thing where if he's paying for something he can take the picture upload it really quick um but yeah i mean notion is powerful whatsapp is powerful the the reason why i like slack is because you can literally do everything in there like i mean like your vas like okay if there's a loud noise a loud party noise going off you can connect Slack to your minute system and your minute system tells the VA and then your VA already knows. And then everybody in the group knows the cleaner knows the VA knows. And then like, let's say on your cameras, right? If something's going on, someone's lingering or some extra people coming into the camera, you can connect it to like irritable, irritable and collect it to, to your Slack. And then everybody, that's the only thing I love about Slack. I'm like, you can connect this shit to anything, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you can, everybody will know. So that's my thing. I love about Slack, man. I, I, I love Slack, man. That's what I've been using to communicate. And it's been working pretty well. And then like, remember how I was telling you the company, the VA I'm using, he comes into my Slack, but his manager's always also there too. So his oh. manager's in the Slack chat with him. So it's been pretty cool. That's cool. 
Yeah, my, my other thing with, with Slack and other apps, the only challenge that I found, this is the only challenge really, mm-hmm. is getting people on board that are not from your team. Getting cleaners on board, getting, you know, owners on the, we, we, for the management that we do, just getting, on, getting them on board in WhatsApp sometimes is a challenge. Because really? they don't want to use some, yeah, there's, there's oh, some owners, yeah. some of the people we manage for that they, they don't use WhatsApp. They don't know what it is. And it's like, oh, another app to communicate. And, you know, there's some resistance in there. It happens with that. It happens with the cleaners. Some cleaners are like, no, we use Telegram. And, you know, and we just put it as a condition now. It's like, you got to get a WhatsApp and that's it. That's where we communicate. Yeah. Uh, but adding another app, you know, it just it keeps adding and adding and adding. And adding. Yeah, once you learn how to automate one communication app, then do go for it, you know. And then, yeah, you do got to. I, I I let them know, like, hey, this is our company policy. We use Slack or we use WhatsApp yeah. to communicate, you know, because that communication thing is one thing that's like even my team in Arkansas. I'm still once since I just got my VA on, I still have to get them fully onto Slack because what they do is they text or e- email me, text or call me. So I'm like, uh, I got to start moving that over to Slack so that my guy can handle it, you know? No. Yeah. And then yeah, and that, those SOPs are important. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that, that's another challenge when you have different properties with a different operation and you have different policies and different, uh, you know, SOPs for different places and just try to have something. That, that's something I think about all the time. It's like, I cannot have so many exceptions for so many properties. Yeah, we have to try to run things on a way. For, and it's a small things, but you know, it, it, some things come out, out of intuition because you said, I don't know. For example, yeah, you can offer the the the, the, the one extra night if they want to late check out. Tell them to to block an additional night for this match. And, you know, like a like a special deal. We're gonna give you an extra night so you can check it later, and we're gonna give you a discount. And you think, yeah, and yeah, she's gonna I don't know thirty bucks off. And you think, yeah, but we have houses, right? And it's not the same. It's, so, uh, and then you, you start thinking, it's like, okay, how do, I bra- how do I write down a system, an SOP that is applicable for all of my properties? And mm-hmm. I think that's a challenge. That's something that you need to sit down and think about. It's like, okay, whenever you write down a policy, is it applicable for every place that, that I run, for all the teams and the crews that I have? Ooh, that's a good question. And you know why I say that? Because I have houses and apartments. So basically I have a spreadsheet of houses and a spreadsheet of ha- and apartments. And what I did though, to make it easier, like I, I said, what amenities are what at what apartment, like at what house, like all my, the apartments usually have the same amenities, a gym, a pool, whatever, but the houses, some have backyards, some don't, you know, so you got to kind of start, you know, uh, breaking it down. And one thing is having like a property spreadsheet is really oh, yeah. important. Like, Hey, this property has this, this, and this, that's a huge thing on that. That is for sure. And I, ha- I have the property DNA. That is an idea that I get from get pay for your pad. <laughs> uh, they mentioned mm. that. And I thought it was a great idea. It's like property DNA. So I created that uh, because here's a struggle, you know, I'm in Argentina, I'm not in the properties. Mm-hmm. I, I also explained that to Steve. And for anyone out there that's looking to hiring someone, one of the most frustrating part from being remote and never been to a property is when you get a question that is stupid, but you don't know the answer. <laughs> especially if you are, especially if you are answering on behalf of the owner, because it looks like the owner never been to the property, right? Mm-hmm. I remember one day it was super stressful. They asked me, "What is the switch for the uh, garbage disposal?" That little thing it freaked me out because I don't know the answer. <laughs> And I, I don't want to bother on a Friday night the owner, right? So for your BAs out there, seriously, it's like try to give them, you know, 
all the videos that you can. I, I always just tell Steve whenever he goes to a property, it's like, you have to make a video of every single corner. I don't care if it's a white corner, just go <laughs> make a bit of that so I know that there's nothing in there, right? Uh, so what I did in this property DNA is like I, I broke it down in different sections, but for example, thermostat. I look in the thermostat, I uploaded a picture and I look for the user guide online, I put it there. I look for videos on YouTube on how to troubleshoot it and I put it in there. So basically they know how to how everything looks and how to troubleshoot every single, single appliance and thing you have in the house. And that's it. So the information is there, but you have to take the time to sit down and write that down. Again, things may be logical and things may come up, you know, it's like, yeah, this is obvious. But again, for someone that never been to the house or the property, it can be really frustrating. Mm. Man, that is the quote of the year. When somebody asks a stupid question and you don't have the answer. <laughs> uh, there, will, there are some yeah, very stupid oh, questions. Uninformed questions. Um, <laughs> I guess a lot of places are used to, you know, people that are still used to hotels. They pick up the phone. Hey, how do you do this? You know, how does the remote work? Where's the batteries to the remote? Because, <laughs> you know, some hotels are like that. Um what what I, I what I'd like to get into a little bit is the the other day we had like a I don't know it was a, it was an eye opening eye opening thing we went through it was like a, a Silicon Valley uh, interview. Oh my! Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about that. I'm happy y'all brought that up. And um, and so yeah, we had uh you know so uh, someone introduced us to these guys, the Silicon Valley guys, a friend of all of ours, you know, and they wanted we said they said well they're looking for they're building out this thing. And they're going to need a management company to come along and either work internally in the company or externally, you know, a partnership, whatever. Um, so uh, we suggested you guys because y'all are, you know, y'all are great. We're like, oh, thank you for that. And so we did a, a Zoom call with these Silicon Valley guys over over there in Silicon Valley. And uh, we're like, OK, so they're going to we, we figure they're going to ask us about our company. You know, how do we run things? How do we run a, a property? You know, what do we do if, if stuff happens? Do we have, you know, handyman? And we, we thought it was it was going to be that type of interview. Right. So, you know, the formalities, introductions, how you doing? You know, so and so said great things about you. OK, so here we go. All right. So what do you say? Uh, so how do you how do you all uh, assess the numbers to find to find the perfect property and the perfect city and this and that? And how do you, you know, just that questions like that? What is your lead time for properties? Uh, what are your project projections? What are you, I mean, he's just asking all, all of it was data. All they cared about was data. They didn't ask us one thing about, you know, what happens if a, a party breaks out or some shit like that. They didn't care about anything like that. They just wanted to know how we got our data and what kind of numbers are we are we doing and what kind of kind of numbers can we do for them if they give us, you know, 50 properties tomorrow. I mean, that's all they cared about. Nothing to do with with management. Just hey, can you make our money grow? How can we know? What do your numbers say? How do you know where a great spot to invest is and what city and this and that? And we were like, I mean, they were talking a different, a different language, man. It was just, it was just this high paced, you know, picking us apart, man. I was like, holy crap. And we were answering the best we could. You know, a lot of them were just, you know, it, like I said, we were answering as best we could. We weren't prepared for that kind of interview at all, right? Yeah. We, we didn't know never... what to expect as well on the call because we thought it would be more, more of like, hey, I have this property to, to, to hand you over how, how you, you will manage it. Money talks, bullshit walks. That's yeah. how I feel like yeah. at it, man. Hey, see, but there was one question they asked you, and I was like, that is the best 
question I have heard in a while. And I think that is a question that is going to be the future of STRs. Do you remember what question that was, Steve? I do remember. You can go ahead and you can go ahead and say it. Yeah, they asked them. I think he said, how many rentals can can Dallas sustain if can Dallas sustain 50 more rentals? Yeah. If we how were giving Paul you money to start 50, 50 arbitrage or whatever, he goes, what kind of numbers could you give us? What kind of numbers could you promise us? All that stuff. He goes, but even, you know, could Dallas sustain 50, 50 mm. new Airbnbs in the city? And, and um, that was a great question. Like, we didn't have the answer to that. I don't know. <laughs> we, That's a good question. Because we got to start knowing shit like that, you know, because right. I've heard people say when 10% of the rentals in your city become STRs, it's going to become saturated. Mm-hmm. Um. That could be it too, you know, because uh, what I what I noticed, um, you know, I'm going to use the Houston market for example. Um, I think I think we I don't know if we've talked about this on the cast, but the guy basically this dude in Houston was charging eighty five a night for a three bed two bath house, right? And people were pissed at him. They're like, "Well, why is he doing that? He's watering down the market." Houston's super slow. If you go to Houston, I think it's like over a thousand listings just in their medical district, like one bedroom, one bath, which tells me, okay, the problem with Houston is one, they don't have regulations. So anybody can get in. Okay, that's fine. Now you have, but you have everybody getting in, right? So you have these listings where people, they can't make money. So they'll rent out a one bedroom, one bath apartment for 40, 30, 35, 40 bucks a night. You know, you're running a cheap Motel 6, you know, cheaper than Motel 6 operation. So people are getting mad because this dude's listing his huge ass house for like 85 a night. And, but he has this huge ass cleaning fee. Now he, he did have a cleaning business, which he makes money off of too. Mm. But I was telling people, I'm like, and one lady got on and said, yeah, he buys all his properties. He, he, he gets his properties creatively. I'm like, this is what I've said a long time ago. I think we've said this probably in the episode probably before we even hit episode 100, I said real estate in America is going to get dangerous when real estate investors start getting into short-term rentals. Because remember, arbitraging, you ain't really re- investing in real estate. You're investing in cash. You're, you're, you're investing in a ca- cash on cash return. So when you start getting people doing burst strategies where they're, you know, their mortgage is really low and they can price their property at 85 a night and still make spread. See everyone, that's when it gets dangerous because now your one bedroom, one bath apartment ain't that attractive to the three bedroom, two bath house. And a lot of people think he's losing money, but I'm like, that's where the problem is. There's a disconnect in your knowledge of real estate. People have to start getting back into knowing real estate. Go listen to your bigger pockets, understand real estate, understand how it works because Remember, if you're paying premium rent on, because what, what's yeah, for, for as long as America's been around, why? What's the best reason to buy a house than keep renting? Because I can eventually get my mortgage to come down, and then therefore my mortgage is as much as your apartment rent. You know, my mm-hmm. mortgage payment. So I don't think that's what's happening in Houston right now. I think it's just a. It, it might be a better market to buy properties in, using the burst strategy or whatever creative strategy you want to use, and you can make a little bit more money and. You know, you can wash out the one bed, one bath, oversaturated people, but that's how I looked at it. Yeah, um, and, it, it, and Houston is getting tough. And there, there's something about markets that, um, I mean, I, I'm 
I haven't studied economics. I'm not a, a genius on that or anything, but mm-hmm. there's something that there are cycles, you know, there are cycles. And, mm-hmm. and I think when, when, when a market gets saturated, some people are going to jump out of the market. And that's another good point to be there. Uh, I, you know, we come from the airline industry and I always remember when there was a flight, uh, you know, the, suddenly there were two flights between Iceland and Northern Texas, right? To, 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 to the FW. Mm-hmm. So, the, the 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 big carrier over there say okay if you're putting two flights I'm putting another flight and oh they're running on, on a loose uh, they were losing money mm-hmm. but those two other airlines were out of the market in the next year mm. so you know you're pushing people out of your market I I do think that that that's something's gonna happen after this slow months I, I think there's like gonna a lot of people are gonna drop off of the market because it's just it's unsustainable I was running you know I was running numbers on uh, price of uh, dashboards. It's like, man, I mean, we did good. We did better than the rest of the people and we still did not, not, a, not, not great. So that was a little frustrating because you compare and you say, okay, we didn't, we didn't do bad, but it's not what we're looking for. It's not what we're expecting. Yeah, I'm considering pulling out of the Houston market too. It's one of those addition by subtraction, uh, addition by subtraction type moves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, this unit, you know, and then plus some, and then you get the issue now where you just have shitty property management. They don't want to do stuff mm-hmm. when you do the maintenance requests, you know? So yeah. it's like, mm, is this really where I want to be? So that's another thing to consider. Cause I'm, I'm thinking about pulling out of the Houston market myself. We but had um, a microwave know- handle broken for a month already. And we put them the work order. I don't know how many times. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy down there. Cause like, but I, I the only reason I'm sticking right now, it's funny we we're just on here and somebody just booked one of my places in Houston for a month. But the re- the crazy part about the reason why I'm in Houston and I'm kind of like maybe I should just hold on. It's so many people selling their furniture in Houston and getting rid of places. I'm like, like, <laughs> like man, maybe it helps with the saturation if they quit. You know what I'm saying? Only the strong survive. I think. I think. Yeah, what's Steve's definitely. favorite quote? Uh, what is it? The rising tide sh- ship. What is your your favorite quote about the rising? Yeah, the rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah, yeah you know, and some ships, man, they, they're already underwater, man. No, they're <laughs> they they done wrecked, man. Yeah, they're over with. So. Yeah, and that's that, that that was my point. I mean, at some there's gotta be a point where you know it's unsustainable for people. It's just it doesn't make sense. So if you can hold on, and you know, just I'm not saying breaking even. I mean, just making a little bit of profit in this some months and then when the summer comes i, I mean it's like you know a lot of people are gonna die during the winter <laughs> with, with those properties yeah. it's just it's, it is how it is and that that's what we're expecting in in even in dallas in in the properties that we are because i mean talking about stories uh, um i mean we picked some properties that are really bad in the buildings where we're in right mm-hmm. so i don't know if, if i can change the subject into that a little bit uh, because that was a big learning lesson you know, m- most of the management that we picked up is, uh, you know, mouth to mouth, which is very st- strong because people, you know, uh, or word, word know of what, mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth. Sorry. Yeah. Mouth to know. mouth is, uh, sorry guys, you know, you know, you know, English is not my first language. I apologize. And I, I, I think, I think things in Spanish. So in Spanish is mouth to mouth. It's boca boca. Um, it's not mouth Sorry to ass, though. <laughs> <laughs> How do you rate this podcast? <laughs> Warning, uh, parental advisory. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, 
our clients has been, you know, word to mouth because people are happy with the with service we're provided. Now, I, I, I was looking in, in, into the market where we are. I was looking at, you know, the neighboring properties. I could, you know, you can tell who's in the same building you are. And I found this, you know, I found these listings. Over the, you know, some of, some of the saddest listings I've seen. You know, the worst pictures ever, no description, cheap rates. It was all bad. Honestly, they're in the same, in the same building. And this, this was my thought. We Our guests are complaining about what the neighbors are getting. Probably those neighbors are coming from them because they're mismanaging and they're getting they're letting anyone in. Mm. So I text them and I say, listen, if you need any help, let us know. I mean, you know, this is how you can find us. Uh, let, let's see what you got. We did a few calls. They had nine properties. And they were, man, I don't know how they were putting people in there. Like mm. the worst of the worst. You know, it, it was really bad. All the properties had man- big maintenance issues. Big, like I'm not telling you, you know, like like small thing, like something was beeping in the kitchen. And we're talking about mold and things broken, like a uh, cabinet door missing, things like that. It's like how how are you putting people in there? Uh so yeah, and, and you know we're we're, we're helping and uh, we've been trying to to make them work, but uh, we're gonna pull out of those. We, now I'm thinking, what happened if we if we would have let them just try to keep running them? They will fail, and we would have been able to pick those properties for ourselves. So and that would have been another option. That brings me to two things. One, whenever you're doing a search, you we probably need to go for higher-rated properties on Google. So if you go a Google search, yeah, because I'm in a property man. They're like a two point eight or a three on Google, but we've been keeping them full. But you know, people do complain. One lady got her carburetor. I mean, her, uh, you basically got her carburetor stole off her car. Another person got their whole car stolen. <laughs> it was like, oh shit, man. You know, I was like, damn, you know, and this is a part of Dallas that used to be like known for being prominent. But um, yeah, that, that review rating on Google is very helpful because then you see what people are actually typing and saying. Like, we looked at the reviews on this apartment, man. People just dog this apartment now. Like, man, it just sucks shit all in the hallway. Like they're going off on Google about this apartment. So that is one thing to look at is look at the Google reviews. Um, yeah, the, the Google reviews are, are very heavy. And another thing is when we are going to these apartments, man, two things, first right to refusal is important. Make sure, Hey, nobody else can operate here. And the second thing is we got to learn how to uh, syndicate, man. And I know me and Steve have been talking about it. We've been shooting apartments back and forth to each other. Yeah, that syndication piece is huge because then you automatically have the first right to refusal. Somebody coming to Airbnb and you kick them out and we, you know, you keep the business going and it's your management company in it. So, and I said, that's, I think that's the future of short-term rentals is having that, that owning, but having control is starting to come to an end. It's going back to owning and having control. So, you know, you know, um, speaking of and I was thinking about this, you know, I was like, man, you know, after after Thanksgiving or, you know, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yeah. Great holidays. Right. It's wonderful. Good profits and all that stuff in the Airbnbs. And um, and then January comes and it's bleak. It's cold. Not a lot of people traveling. You know, it's a little bit down. Like, but we had Omicron in the first weeks. Omicrons, all that. Crap. And now people are forgetting about it. In the first yeah, week. yeah, is it, we're done with all that. Anyways, I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to love January the best, my favorite month, and this is why, because it's always been the best month to go house shopping, right? 
there's mm-hmm. houses that have been sitting the you know in the spring and summer they're gone in one day right they're, they're already they're already you know five contracts on them right now i've seen them sitting there and i've actually seen a few price drops going on so our real estate's always been a great time is january right mm-hmm. even leading into january but arbitrage hunting too hunting arbitrages right now no one no one's moving right now right because they're, they're not going to wait till till the school year's over to move and so like i said i picked up two grand prairie arbitrages and right down from the stadiums and great locations big mm. houses and um at a decent price and so i'm like man this is um if you're gonna if you're gonna save your you know a nice chunk of money for any month i would save it for january because that's the time to yep. go you know either house shopping mm. or arbitrage hunting man it's just and that's, that's when we got a few last year last year we got a, a few of those in january as well january february because yeah. no one's out looking for houses right now or no one's out looking yeah. for um for to rent to move you know and so it's it's a great time to pick up some arbitrages you know? and it's funny little... you mentioned that because you know what one of, one of the properties you, you just picked up in, in grand prairie i was looking at the silo uh ad today and there were two things that they got my attention first is it, it, that it was advertised like two days ago so you picked it really quick and the other thing is that the pictures because it's winter i was looking at the back at the, at the backyard and you know the front yard and it's like and hey, that looks depressing but yeah it's winter they took the mm-hmm. pictures a week ago but in summer and spring it's going to be beautiful with the green grass and you know the the, the all the, the trees blossoming so that that's gonna be a killer but if you look at the pictures now taken in february in, in january it's like yeah not that beautiful <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that january that's a good plug man that good time to pick up arbitrage that is a really good plug yeah you can't beat that as long as you can get that good rent price because that that's because that's really the biggest thing about arbitrage and the rent your your rent is controls basically your margin you know what i mean that mm-hmm. rent price controls the margin so yeah Sure. We have a few people pulling out of some of the the, the properties we're managing because the rent is going up really high. And so we oh, that was that. another question, man. Um, me and my partner Mike were talking about that. Like, you know, these rent prices are going up, like on these lease renewals. Now, the good thing about having a you know a management company or apartment complex is very low rated on Google. I'm not sure how much they'll they're comfortable raising the rent if they're struggling with vacancy because I see those emails that my like the apartment complex I'm at they're actually offering hey we'll give you a referral if you get some more people in to stay and I actually called them I was like hey are you guys doing any more corporate leases and they said they aren't doing them at the time I wasn't going to pick up anymore but I was just going to be like hey we'd appreciate it if you guys don't and you know so I was like I already I'm glad they said no but yeah uh maybe they don't go up on rent because I have another friend. He's in a really like one of those skyrise buildings, man. His rent went up two hundred dollars, and my cousin's rent up in Frisco went up like five hundred. Mm. So yeah, that see, that's why it's like it, it keeps pointing to man. You got to have like some sort of equity play in there, you know. Yeah, so, it helps. It helps, and, and, and yeah. we're. And we're doing and we're doing that. Our our whole goal is to use the arbitrages and the and the management to use that those profits to buy to buy properties. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be. Goal. I think it could work together. You know, we don't have to say, oh, everything we're going to run is only what we buy. We'll grow super yeah. slow, I would think. But if we mm-hmm. use that money, you know, and in, invest it into properties, and then we build equity that way and turn those into Airbnbs, and just yeah, it just keeps feeding on itself. Yeah, I use both. I, I use the arbitrage money. Well, I kind of use it as leverage. 
because I don't want to go buy. Because a lot of people, even the people I know who, who are kind of using both, they're like taking the huge profits of 20% and then putting it down. And I'm like, you're going to grow just as slow on the buying side doing that. So that's why I was like, I'll use it as leverage, right? So you have that heavy cash flow coming in, you keep that heavy cash flow, and then you can like use hard money and take bits and pieces of it, then go get your money and just make it a resolving circle. Because that's been mm-hmm. the issue I've been seeing as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely yeah. want to do both. Use arbitrage. I tell people, use arbitrage to get off your nine to five if you can. <laughs> Real. No, that, and that, that, that's the point. Because And that's the other thing. You know, some people say, only do management, only do arbitrage. Uh, and we're doing both, and the operation is the same. Yeah. But uh, the, the goal is, uh, the, the, the ultimate goal is always going to be buying properties. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we first started, Steve, Steve told, told me, it's like, man, we're going to do this. It's going to be fun. We're going to grow. We're going to make money. But the goal is to buy property, have equity. Yeah. And because that, that's the thing is, you know, it's like you close down a, 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 a property and what, what you're left is with depreciated furniture. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know. Good news, good news, Federico. Um, we got our white girl. A what? <laughs> oh, the picture. Oh, you got your picture. You know, it, nice. it was funny because um, we managed for somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty little blondie, and yeah, she's a real cool girl. Uh, we managed a couple of uh, four of her units, right? And it's it's funny because like it, we're co-hosts on there, so it's, it's still her picture, still her pretty pretty white girl picture. And um, so we've had units have troubles before with no hot water, shit like that. You know, stuff we can't really fix right away because the complex has to fix it. Anyways, this one dude was staying at her at her her place, and he thinks he's talking to Rachel, right? Mm-hmm. Or whoever that girl we're managing is. <laughs> I'm bad at that. Keep saying my name, son. What's going on with you? <laughs> but she's cool. <laughs> Anyways, he's like, okay, we already said Rachel, whatever. And he's like, hey, hey, Rachel, you know, um, you know, it's been a few days now, still no hot water, but you know, it's no big deal. You know, it's actually the the, the cold showers are refreshing, and and my pants are fitting better now too. And like, <laughs> I'm like, man, he thinks he's dealing with this pretty white girl, right? <laughs> if he if it was one of yeah, our pictures, I'd get the answer. No, like, listen, motherfucker, you better come. <laughs> <laughs> And that's so fed up, dude. We got to change our profile picture. Let's talk to Rachel, see if we can borrow one of her pictures. Yeah, <laughs> you know, know, profile I... picture, bro. I'm telling you, what, this power in their profile picture, like that came up in another a group. Someone asked uh, a logo or your picture. You know, everyone who said, uh, use your own picture, you know who they look like. Uh, well, you know, other people, bro, you, know, you know, the demographic of who they are. You know, other people, they were like, I, me, I was like, man, it depends on. Uh, what type of guests you want, and also where your property's located. That'll, that'll tell you what kind of picture you put up. So, you know, for real, like, if you want a certain type of guest, that picture helps you get a certain type of guest. It really does. Like, because yeah. when we first started this podcast, me and Steve were experimenting with that tough. I remember Steve put a picture up of him and his family. And then he noticed he was getting all Mexican guests. I put a picture of me and my family. We were getting all black guests. Then we did the uh, we did the logos. Everybody was coming. Then we did the white girls. Everybody was coming, and they were happy. I'm for real. We did it. We, we tested this shit. This ain't shit. We're making I up. Yeah, I remember the episode. So that's long. Yeah, that was before I guess I got started in all of this. I remember those episodes. Uh, yeah, so, fun, yeah. so I mean, you know, people. I mean, it's just I guess if you don't know, you might. Sometimes people live in a jaded world where they just know don't know certain shit. You know, I'm like mm-hmm. that profile picture has a shit. It has a it has a lot about. Man, it. 
everyone is biased. I mean, you want it or not, it's just part of human nature. It's, it's just, yeah, it is what it is. If if yeah, if a minority goes missing in this country, ain't nobody gonna say nothing. If a white girl goes missing, you gotta be CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, all the channels yeah, gonna be yeah, looking yeah, for this white girl. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's, just, it's just how it is, man. Sorry. Shit's called uh, Amber Alert. You know what the hell that means? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but no, nah, but yeah, it, it's power in that profile picture, you know. Um, yeah. I've even man, I'm gonna try to get my guy Mike, uh, not that Mike, a different Mike on man. He he has a funny way of getting certain guests. Like he he, he has a property in the hood, and he was like, um, he changed his profile picture to himself. So then he's like, I hope they know what they're expecting, and he got better guests. I, I, you know that, that setting, man, setting the expectation is so important. Yeah, because you know, going back to those properties we have in Dallas in 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 uh, Lower Greenville. You know, the area, I mean, it's great for young people. It's great. But if you are not from from, from that target, you're not going to have a good time. If you're, you know, a, an old married couple, you're definitely not going to have a good time. If you're a young young couple, you're going to love it. And that's what we're experiencing. So mm-hmm. we were actually, we, we, we were working and I developed something uh, that we need to finally, finally implement, but I have the account and everything. And it's having a, like a second brand that Steve came with the name. What's the name, Steve? Jean. Jean. It's, it's kind of looks, I remember you saying that. J-E-U-N-E. Jean. It's youthful. It means youthful in French. Yeah. I was like, okay, we need to let people know that what we want here is young people. Because that, that's that's one, one lesson that, that I got from 2021. Mm-hmm. It's like, you want to get every, every book in. You want to get every booking because you want to make sure you're making money, you're getting profits, and you're having a high occupancy. And that's going to get you in trouble for two things. Because you're going to get guests that are not a good fit for your property. And that's going to end up with a bad review or refund the stay or whatever it is, right? And then sometimes because you don't want to put too many barriers into them getting, you know, going through the booking, you know, like security deposit and a, verifying the ID and those kind of things just because you want to get the book in, you end up with bad guests. Mm-hmm. So I think I think those, those are two big things I learned 2021. It's like, okay, no, not all guests are going to be suitable for your place and sometimes it's better to say no or to avoid yeah. some guests. And another thing is, man, I want to say this, but then you can try to write it all in the listing, but you know, it, it doesn't always work, but try to write as much as you can in that listing description. Yeah. And get direct bookings as much as you can. Yeah. Turn left at the thre- at the third crackhead, and then <laughs> at the meth lab, take a right, and there you are. Right. Just, just hop yeah, the fence and I, you're I, in. I, I, I did that. That uh, something like you know, this is an upcoming area, uh, and even you know, mentioned like there are homeless people around the area. It's never been an, a, a safety issue for any of our guests. Hold on, you you tell them it's homeless people over there. I put it in, in this description. We never had another complaint. Oh really? Dang, it, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, in the, they're in the area, and that, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, they're in the area. I mean, it's a safe area. They're not a not, not a threat, not a safety yeah. issue, but they're they're in the area. You know, gonna, what, yeah. what is it? The thing about homeless people that doesn't bother me. That bothers some people. I'm gonna tell you a story. That was just so weird to me. I just didn't really notice it. I was working this job, this contract job, and uh, we had all went out to lunch, right? <clears throat> And the guy was looking for a place to park. 
And we were, we were going to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings or Pluckers, Buffalo Wild Wings, I think. And like he found this parking spot. And I was in the front seat. He was in the front seat. And we had two more coworkers in the back. And I got out the car and started walking up. But I guess it was this homeless dude over there. I had seen him. But it bothered me. It was a homeless guy. He's just sleeping on the. This guy walked all the way around the car to my side and walked in this way. He's like, yeah, it's a homeless guy over there. I'm like, what is he about to do? <laughs> Fucking mug you in the middle of the day? Like, oh, in front of Plucker? In front of the, the Wild Wings place? Man, I'm like, it's like, but some people have, but that just tells you a certain demographics that just ain't comfortable with that. It's yeah. a demographic thing. I'm like, what do you want to do? Mug us? Man, it's 12 o'clock, bro. <laughs> man, he's about to hop out of his sleeping bag. Hey, give me your shit. Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, stuff like that don't bother me, but it's, it's certain demographics that shit bothers, you know, but that's cool. Oh, it's better to have them skip for and you know look for another property. So what what I did and this sounds pretty cool. I work on the description and what I did is like uh, I put a few of those things. It's like this is what you want you want you're gonna expect. This young for, for example, this, this property is like this is gonna be young people in the, in in, in the, the property on the weekends. You may experience noise. Mm-hmm. You know, just let them know that may happen. And again, just letting them know for most of our guests it's never been an issue, except yeah. with the homeless. Um, and then I put another thing that's pretty cool. I added a, at, at the bottom, right at the end of the description, I put deals and discounts. Um, I explained like we have midweek specials and we have a long, long stay discount as well. Inquire. Since you get to this point, yeah, you read all the details. We'd love to host you. Mention this word and I put like a secret word and you're going to get a, a $15 off your first night. And then mm. people like that. So people are coming, you know, they're, they're sending a booking request or they're sending an inquiry. It's like, and they send the word and say how it works. And we say, okay, after, when you check in, we're going to refund 15 bucks from your stay. Mm. And it's been working. Pepperoni pizza. Yeah. I put, <laughs> I, I put, you, you, I put that. I put, you need to mention pepperoni pizza. And we're going to get you a discount. It's funny, you know, it creates like, it, it, it automatically creates an engagement with the, with the, with the possible guests. Now, of, all, of all the people that have mentioned pepperoni pizza, what's the percentage that have left five-star reviews? I haven't checked. That's a good question. But I also say all of them. Because they're all being super friendly and, and you know, and that, that's the type of guest you want to have. I mean, sometimes, I mean, you want someone that's reading what you're putting in out there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's a fact, man. That's a pretty cool little little hack right there. Pepperoni puts whatever your, your secret word is, put away at the bottom, right? So they have to read everything to get to it. And then they'll ask for a discount at the end. You know, oh, by the way, pepperoni pizza. Me, I'm uh, me when I see the message coming across, I'm like, fuck, they got us for 15 bucks. <laughs> that's, a, that's also a great way to know if they're reading. Yeah, yeah. they read everything. I like that. That's a great way to know if they're reading. Yeah. <laughs> And I have it only on a few, on, not, not, not in all of them, because I've been testing it out, but I think we need to roll, roll that out to every property. He's beta testing it, right? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's nice. I like that. That's a good idea, man. So y'all are really growing this year, man. Y'all done got up to, what, almost 50 units? And, man. Yeah, around. 50. Now, how many are you managing, and how many are you arbitraging yourselves? I don't have the numbers at the top of my head like quickly, but I can tell you like I'll, I'll say twenty percent is uh, arbitrage and the rest is, is management. Managed. Yeah. Now, which do y'all like better? Uh, to be honest, to be hundred percent honest, 
for me is almost the same. Mm. The only difference, I, I, even I'll say even more. I put more energy in the properties we manage for other people than I put in the ones that we arbitrage because I really want our clients to do great. Mm -hmm. So that that that's a fact. But but it's, it's the same. I mean, it's just you know having managed for other people is the pressure to make sure you are performing so they are not losing money. Mm -hmm. no. or they're mo or, uh, uh, even more they're making the most out of the property that's what you want I mean that that's the actual the objective they're making the most out of the property and of course they're not losing money and especially like it, it, I, I've been really stressed the last past few weeks well, you know when, when a property is underperforming when you're managing for someone mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really stressing because you know your client it, it has an expectation uh, and you know probably they have one property they're not very involved in the SDR world, they should see it as an investment. I want to see their returns. I was like, hey, man, this is your profit for the month. And I know this is not what you're expecting to have every month. Mm. This is what happened. But, you know, if, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm excuse myself because I was sure like Houston, right? I was saying, I, I sent him the email today, actually, this morning. I was like, this is how the market's looking. Did we do better than the market did? Yes, we did. Did we do everything we could? During this month, yes, we did. This is a result, you know. Something that just crossed my mind right now, uh, Fede, with mm -hmm. with because um, when it is stressful when we do have a bad month for a client, but there's some months that they just totally kill it, right? And they mm -hmm. make like two thousand, three thousand in profit, and so that's what you know. You know, when when you look at the stock market on Google, you know, you Google S and P five hundred or whatever the stock market. And then you see like whatever week that you're in and you see it just dip down. It's depressing to look at. Or you see and you pull it back. OK, the month was down, but you pull back a little bit. OK, you know, three months was right here. Five months is here. You know, the last 10 years, it's like this. You know, if we could do something like that for our clients, you know, OK, yeah, here's your monthly projection. This is what this is, you know, compared to what you're paying out, what you made. And, it, and then they make it where well, this is where the last three months. And, and so they can see like they're actually doing good overall for the past year. It's been going like right. this. Yes, they had like, but so that wouldn't make the look, that wouldn't make the month look that much of a dip. You know what I'm saying? If we mm -hmm. could show them something like that, that might oh, definitely. I, I mean, at the end of the day, we're working on the hospital, on the troll industry. And this is seasonal, right? Again, I have years of experience in the airline industry. It's kind of the same. You know, there are going to be seasons where you're going to be making more money higher occupancy higher rates and then you have the low seasons so i know and that, that's for sure it's just you know that pressure that you, we know we know that and we understand that but you know the people who are just doing this for an investment may not fully understand that and, and that that's the only thing um at the end of the day you know it's, it's about it it's like it's uh, demand and the, how we did we did great uh for what the market was offering uh but yeah that that's it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i just thought that would be um a cool thing that we could show them you know overall for the past year you kicked a lot of ass you know especially and, and you know that, that that's that's one thing we, we talk with steve all the time especially when we have a new client uh some call you know from boarding because you, you have the first call and they're like yeah we set it up uh this is how much i invested and i, I i'm expecting to 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 recover my, my, my investment in five months because i'm expecting to make a thousand dollars a month since the first month mm. and that's because uh, and that's something that that you know is something we 
we are all sinners of doing this. Like we, we of course, in social media and, and YouTube and all the gurus and everyone, you're going to show your profits and, and all the great things. But the truth is that some properties are going to take longer to make $1,000 a month, especially if it's a one bed, one bath, right? Correct, yeah. So, so people are coming, you know, they're coming new to the market and they're coming with these expectations, high expectations on how much they want to make. And you need to bring them down to earth and say, okay, listen, this is how it's going to work. It's going to take a while to pick up. You know, it's like, for example, a house, when you put it in, out in the market, you're not going to get the last minute booking for a, for a large house. Because mm-hmm. people who travel to a house book far in advance. And if you want to put a house at a low rate to get a book last, last minute, you're going to get bad guests. Yeah. So right. speaking of that, we almost got sniped for WrestleMania for one of our houses. Then uh, <laughs> I had to step in and say, don't accept that booking. Where's WrestleMania? When's WrestleMania? It's here. It's here. Pr- yeah. Again? In what Arlington, it like? it's been like eight, yeah. seven, eight years ago when it came. When it came here, yeah, first, of really? the, yeah, because I remember the fourth. I remember the last, I remember the last very blatantly the last time Russell. It has been like seven or eight years. So it's four yeah. days now, April first through the fourth. Yeah. Well, Ooh. those are the days uh, that that we have the price oh. high. WrestleMania Ooh. brings people <laughs> out. I traveled on WrestleMania weekend, leaving Dallas, and it was the last day, and everyone was flying out. Man, it's just like people wearing face paint and shit to the airport. I'm like, I'm like man, people still watch wrestling, man. <laughs> Bitch, hey, I ain't gonna lie. Just on some business side shit, if you ever want to run a successful company that never stops, cater it to children. Vince McMahon and the WWE are the perfect example because mm. kids are always being bored. Like, I'm talking, it's like it was. People dressed up as the rock in the airport. People, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Then I start seeing the signs. It said WrestleMania because I was flying back home to Portland that weekend because it was like my birthday or something. But it was crazy. You're right. Yeah, Russell. <laughs> that is one gym that if you if your city hosts a WrestleMania, man, load up on your prices, dude. Load up on your prices. Dude, man. Sinatra's unit, it's uh, it's not booked for WrestleMania yet, right? No. Fede? Uh, we no, should, no, 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 no. Yeah, or the rates are really high. You got it up. You got them up really high. Man, Price Love did a great thing over there. I went to Price Love. I never saw Price Love pushing the price so high. <laughs> no. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> did like, you change your name? Huh? Did you change the name to like WrestleMania Event House or something like that? No, I need to do it. That's what I was going to say. I was going to put a picture of WrestleMania, whatever number it is. And You know, that's something we need to start doing more is putting pictures of the, on the bands that are coming up. Because something I did in some of the properties and... at some point that worked really well. Uh, what I did is I, I went to Canva. I used Canva a lot, you know, for design. And I took a, a screenshot of the gold maps and I put, the, you know, a star on the property. And then I put like the different areas in like Fort Worth. And mm-hmm. the distance, and then another one like a larger map, uh, where you have you have the distance to DFW and to the stadiums and everything. I think that that's something that's working. Man, dude, let me tell you about Canva. I love Canva. I, I use Canva to get long-term stays on Airbnb. Um, I create a so every 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 one of my listings that I have, uh, like my ones that uh, that I own or that I arbitrage. I create a Canva listing and I have like the main picture of the listing, but then I, uh, I make the background transparent and then I write on it fully furnished and all utilities paid with our logo on it. And then our Facebook and then a Facebook and Instagram symbol on the bottom. 
So then they'll know, oh, they can either Google me or they'll book, they're more, inclined, more inclined to book long-term. Yeah. If you got, that's a plug right there, put fully furnished, all utilities paid on a Canva and then put it as your main profile picture. So all my listeners are like, that's the same one, fully furnished, all utilities paid. And that might be how I landed that monthly booking in slow ass Houston at a very premium rate. So yeah, man, definitely oh, nice. do that. Let me tell you something. Let, let me tell you something to, to your audience that's gonna help like a tip. Mm-hmm. If you wanna use Canva for pictures on your Airbnb, I'm gonna tell you the size that Airbnb uses for pixels so you can make optimal pictures for your SEO. Mm. And that's <laughs> 1024 pixels by 683 pixels. That's the size Airbnb uses. So if you go to, to, to Canva, you go to upper right corner and you go to create a design and you have the option to do a custom size mm. because you're going to have multiple options, right? But those options are not going to be the ones that, that fit into Airbnb image size. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the optimal size when you are designing your own pictures and putting your, your, even your, you know, sometimes photographer pictures, they send some pictures that are not the exact size. So I always resize them to the exact size so they fit properly. I might need to do that. That is dope. That was a good one. But yeah, can I didn't realize how powerful Canvas Canvas trying to put Photoshop out of business. But yeah, I didn't realize how powerful Canvas. Man, is. my wife is a graphic designer. She's so pissed off. It's like you know anyone can be a graphic designer now, and that's the power yeah. of no code. That's the power of no code that I was mentioning to you before. It's like before, if you wanted to create any type of app for your business, you you should go you know to, to these companies. It will be thousands of dollars. Right now, I can create a, a an app for myself for anything that I need. I have an app for my cleaners to take the pictures after each clean. Mm-hmm. Man, t- man, the, the the power in the and that's someone asked on Bigger Pockets the other day, how hard is it to manage your own property? I'm like, with all the things that are out there, it is really kind of easy. If you have a whatever, met, you need team communication, uh, guest communication, and how to autom- and cl- uh, automate your cleanings. All that, all this stuff exists. Mm-hmm. It, it exists like it. it like Zapier, that thing is powerful. It is. Like you can like uh like right now, someone like my uh, VA put a maintenance request in. And Zapier just sends it to my email. Hey, this maintenance request is putting in on this uh, you know, on this uh on this unit. It's man, Zapier, it's crazy, bro. It, it and you know, crazy. it's if you Google, if you go something, you're gonna find out a, a, a tool to do it. I, I, yeah. there, there's something for everything. Like it, it's funny. It still was like. Steve is the one that, that usually manages, you know, dealing with um, the troll, the troll nurses. And sometimes he needs to email the the, the um, access information. So I found an app where you can, you know, put a text, put it in that app, create a link. You click on that link, and it automatically populates an email mm-hmm. with all the information. And you just need to put the sender. And those things are amazing. Too. I mean, just sit down for 20, like, if you have a problem, that's something that's for me. It's like, if I have a problem or something that's tedious, I sit down 30 minutes, maybe with a beer, and I say, okay, how do we solve this? What's out in Google? <laughs> you know, there's always an answer. Thanks, for most of it, there's going to be an answer. Ask your team. They'll know. Yeah. Like, somebody will know, man. That, that's why it's good to hire people. Because that's why I'm happy everyone's in Slack, and then I can ask a question and somebody will have the answer. Oh, but you can use this to do that. You can use this. It's so it's so much stuff out there, dude. Like technology, it, it, technology is now becoming 
part of the just a common man can do anything like that's how a lot of people avoided tech because like man this shit's so you know now anybody can do it you know mm-hmm. so mm, it's powerful anybody can do it it's a two-part question micah yeah how how has quitting your job affected your business and what? do you wish you would have quit sooner Ooh, how it's affected my business um it's given me the time to grow it um, it's given me the time to focus on what actually needs my attention and giving me the time to actually be able to find out what is tedious and move it off my plate. And do I wish I would have quit sooner? No, I think I quit at the right time. How do you know it was the right time? Uh, things just fell into place. Um, and me, uh, me being remote for like a year and me starting to see how much money I was saving how much money was coming in and like, Oh, I don't have to buy lunch every day. What if I did that while I didn't have to work a job, I could still keep that same money. And I had just read profit first. It had changed my mindset on business. Um, I think I did it at the right time. Like everything fell into place at the right time. Cause I know you were thankfully laid off a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. That, that was like a blessing, right? You got yeah. laid off. So you got the unemployment. So you were still getting paid. And plus, mm-hmm. you were just running your business 100%. But then you went back to the work world. That was, how was that transition? That's a good question. The reason why I went back was because I did not know how to manage my cash flow and I didn't understand business. I was depending upon like money that was coming in from my timeshares, like that would always be there. I didn't understand the hustle, you know? Um, and it's funny you brought that up. When I brought, quit this time, me and Mahogany talked about that when I quit, when I got laid off the first time. And we really analyzed it to realize me getting laid off the first time is what set me up to leave the second time. Cause now I'm ready. I'm prepared. And I understand what it takes for me to leave. I understand how to pay myself, how to make sure I can pay myself to all my bills are paid. And then I still have my business running. So that that's really what it was. I, it, it was a learning lesson. Everything was a learning lesson. It set me up to be here where I am today. Nice. Nice. And Feta, how is how is quitting your job affected your business? Man, I mean, it, it, uh, similar to, to what Michael mentioned. Uh, first of all, for for the business, I mean, it's the greatest thing ever because I I could finally sit down and do. You know, I had so many ideas in my mind, things I wanted to do, right? And finally, I, I had the time to sit down and start, you know, improving and optimizing everything I had in mind. So yeah, that. That, that that's it mm-hmm. so steve another question to you <laughs> what's keeping you at the nine to five what's keeping me there um just some loose ends i want to i want to tie up a few you know a few little debts i need to pay off and then then i'll have no excuses man and i that I, yeah i just um i, I, I set goal. a date yeah i set the date september 27th which is the, the day before my birthday nice to, to jump ship and um yeah, I'm just I'm just getting everything organized and and like you said, doing the the deep evaluation on money in, money out, how to um, yeah, how to how to keep track of all. That. I've never been good at budgeting. I've never been good at any of that stuff. But I need to mm-hmm. really, really dive into that and get get a nice and you know, I'm not gonna be a you know, crazy about the budget. I'm gonna make it make it doable. But I need to set something up. I need to set something up. Get these last little debts paid off, and then um, then I'll have no excuses, man. Because the business is 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 pretty much 
making more than me and Fede were were making, you know. So that's that's it's yeah. still scary. Yeah. It's still scary. What are your fears? I, I, well, here's my fear because okay, our business is mostly primarily set up on 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 arbitrages and and managing other people, right? Mm, and, and, and so and, the, and yes, we have we we bought our first property and that's cool, but. I guess my thing is what happens if all these cities start banning Airbnb. And that, that was my, that's one of my biggest fears, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I think the cat's out of the bag. I think it's like kind of like Uber now where it's just, I mean, it's not gonna, you know, they tried to do all that stuff with Uber back in the beginning and, and it was just too big. It was too, uh, too in, in demand of a technology and Airbnb is too in demand for, for all these cities to start, you know, getting rid of it. And this, and it's, so I don't think, I don't think it could happen. I think, but it's still a fear of mine that just all these regulations are going to start happening and um, we'll lose a lot of business and then we'll be back to not making very much monthly, you know, income. I'm happy you brought that up. Cause that was one thing that bothers me. That's why I'm like out of the arbitrage game. And I'm going to tell you why me leaving my nine to five, I can't depend upon arbitrages because I don't own them and there's no equity. Therefore there's no backup arbitrage. Right. So the reason why I hopped into buying was because now I'm backed by equity if I buy at the right price and I buy a good deal. Um, and I notice young people, they more or less chase cash, right? They just chase cash, cash. But we all know cash is trash. You got to have, remember my end goal is right there. My end goal says a one mil plus line of credit. That's what I want. Then I can be free to make the moves I want to make. So your fears are absolutely right. You got you got to have those fears like oh shit. Mine is a we're city banning. Mine is like okay. What if this lease renewal is too high? What if they don't want to renew the lease? Oh shit! I only got ten of them that are on leases. Uh, what happens? You know. So, but on we're we're really good with the management company, the management who manages those apartments. But yeah, that is one something that looms in my mind. But I know the answer to that fear. Go own some shit. So that's why I know my, that answer yeah. is there. So now I'm, yeah. I'm hustling, go home, go home. So you got to find, okay, if that's your fear that they're going to ban it, your fear is they're banning Airbnbs, right? Okay. Be in a market or have units where if Airbnb has gone today, can I still make money as a corporate or anything else? Then you look at that instead of looking at the fear of banning, because the fear of banning, if you're driving 200 miles around a curb and you're just focusing on the fear of banning, you're going to hit that wall. But if you focus on the opportunity, oh, I can corporate lease, I can do this, yeah, it'll yeah. be successful. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that that's always on my mind, the middle to long term, you know, and 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 it, luckily we've been we've been doing pretty good at getting those, like, especially if something slows down for any reason, we can fill it with a travel nurse. I'm I'm pretty good at that. Um But being able to uh that, that's 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 also it. I mean, I don't, I don't think I mean, this country is kind of built on rental properties, right? In a way, and and I don't think they'll ever ban, uh, like renting out your place thirty days or more. I don't think that'll ever happen, right? Thirty days or less, okay. There might be some crazy shit going on, and they ban it. They blame, they blame it for poverty, and they blame it for um, housing crisis, and they blame it for everything. They try to ban it, but thirty days plus, I don't see that ever happening. And if you figure out if if and we, which we we're working on that. If you figure out how to um, always do good in that range, you know the mid midterm rentals to long term rentals, then mm-hmm. then you'll be all right. Then you'll be. There's always going to be a need for furnished furnished mm-hmm. places too. I think. Definitely, Thanks. I'm great yeah. at that. 
Yeah. So it's a fear, yeah. but uh, hey, that's the fears. Fear is what motivates us, right? Yeah. Now, Micah, I have a question for you because every morning I see your Instagram stories about the book <laughs> that you're reading. I always take a note. So, top three books that help you because you were mentioning, you know, about your goals and you know, it's like every time I listen to you, I learn so much. So, top three books for anyone out there, you know, that is, you know, growing their company. Growing their company. Uh, this uh, book I'm reading right now, Relentless, that book will fucking push you to a level of like, oh shit, and I'm only 40 something pages in. Um, Relentless. Relentless is a mindset book. Um, after Relentless, I'll tell you Profit First. That's a business book, how to run your business. Um, the book that helped me get to where I am, the Burr book. Yeah, those three helped me really. And oh, oh, another one, the millionaire real estate investor. That one, like, I was like, oh shit. Like he he really broke down when you're buying the power of buying real estate and you don't have to hit a home run on the deal. Just look at like how Steve said, how you look at that chart and it's doing this. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. He goes, keep looking at that chart and you keep buying properties. You might look, turn around one day, like, you know, you might be a millionaire. I don't know if you guys saw that last uh, bigger pockets interview, that dude was scrubbing toilets, but he was, he was buying properties. And this guy, he was like, you know, and he started talking to this guy about what he does. And he's like, well, well man, you own all these properties, you know, um, uh, how much are you worth? And he said he didn't know. And then he went home and did calculate the calculations. He was a fucking millionaire and didn't even know it. And he was scrubbing <laughs> toilets. <laughs> he didn't even know it. He was just like, wow. He was just like, I was listening to bigger pockets. They said invest your money in real estate, but he was, you know, scrubbing toilets. You hmm. average dude, but he was a millionaire. He he didn't even know he was a millionaire. Wow. But you know, and that's so, and, that, and that's the beauty of, of America now. Yeah. There's so many opportunities. I mean, I'm telling you from coming from a country where uh, because I, I know there are a lot of things going on and people, you know, it's a lot, a lot of divided. So I can send a, a message for the people over there. I come from a country that at some point it was in the same level of opportunity of America, mm -hmm. right? So during the Second World War, Argentina was providing food to every country. We're not in war and we're in the same level of uh, United States in, in, in every aspect. And we screw up. And we have a 100% inflation year over year and things like that. And making business business here is very difficult. Mm -hmm. So something that I love about American man is that you have opportunities to go out there if you hustle, if you work hard, you're gonna make it. That true. So that's something I appreciated so much about the United States. So that's fact, man. <laughs> and that's what I always try to teach people about using those opportunities to your advantage. But you gotta know, you just gotta know those opportunities are there. And I think that's why, like, when people come here from a different country. They're all, they're looking at it's like I just said they're driving 200 miles an hour. We as Americans we sometimes focus on the wall of all the bad shit on CNN and Fox is going on. We don't turn and look at oh well let me take advantage of this opportunity. Immigrants man they take advantage of that opportunity because they're like shit I came from the bottom I gotta make it in America so yeah mm. facts it is it is it definitely is an opportunity you just gotta take advantage of them. And also the schooling system and shit plays into a part of that. But, you know, in America, you know, they don't teach us shit about those opportunities. Yeah, yeah you just don't know geography for some reason. It's like, yeah. that's, that's something I always find funny. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, say it again. No, I always find funny that people, you know, in America, you're so bad at geography. 
They don't, they don't teach us geography. Europe. Yeah, it's like some of the three countries. Yeah, Africa, Europe, and Asia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they don't know. Uh, I, I remember this dude. Um, this, oh, who was it? Was it Bill Burr? He made a joke about like Americans' mindsets. He goes, he goes, yeah, Americans, man. We, like uh, he goes, yeah, we're pretty, uh, pretty fucked up minded. We go to like these. Uh, we look at people and we say these people are minorities. He said he went to Africa with his friend and he said, man, look at all these minorities. Like, you're an absolute <laughs> shit. You're the minority. <laughs> but he's, he's, it's the mindset of people being in America never leaving. He goes, we're the minority dipshit. <laughs> I, I remember his so it's kind of funny because thinking of the politically correct stuff. But, you know, how here in the United States, we say African-American. You know, we're supposed mm-hmm. to say African-American, right? Mm-hmm. And this lady was doing an interview. This news lady was doing an interview with an actual African African, right? Yeah. And she and she kept t- saying it over and over. Oh, so being an African American, she didn't want to say. He's like, I'm African. And yeah. <laughs> she just kept saying, Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So so how does it, an African American? He's not American at all. But she's from Nigeria. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just, she's so used to saying, I have to say African American yeah. to anything, any black person that I see, I have to say African American. And check it out. That's the crazy part about America. You have the opportunity to fucking travel anywhere. Mm. You can just simply learn, just travel. I tell them all the time, man, travel. Just simply, traveling opens up your mind. Like, that's why I think, Steve, because you've been to, I don't know how many countries. Federico, you've been to so many countries. You know, just travel, man. So, but yeah. Oh, especially sure. if you're in the Airbnb world. I mean, that's something that, that I definitely brought up into, into a company. I stayed, I've been to over 60 countries. Yeah. And I slept in so many different places, from high-end hotels in New York City to, you know, shitty places in Eastern Europe where you'll be scared to stay <laughs> one night. Uh, pots, you know, the, 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 the capsules in Japan. I slept in so many airports, people's houses, Damn. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, and this, you know, and you, 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 you understand, you understand what people are going through when you're dealing with your own guests. I think that's very important. At the end of the day, uh, you know, we took all of this business uh, and ideas on how to run it better. But at the end of the day, you need to think there's a person opening the door, staying at your place mm-hmm. for a reason, for, and usually it's a special occasion. Because everyone that's traveling and staying somewhere out of the house is for an occasion. It could be something good, it could be so, something bad. And the experience that you're providing is something that's gonna stay with them forever. And that's yeah. when you get return customers and everything, right? But I think that's so so important. And you know, I was on Steve. I saw the other day a, a, a meme that said, you know, when you open to a hotel room and you get into a hotel room, the only thing you can say is, "This is very nice," right? That's a meme, something like that. <laughs> I don't think about the people, you know, getting to our places because we have some pretty freaking nice places, you know, designed very well by Sarah. Uh, you know, places are lovely. I wonder, you know, I would love to to, to see people stepping into a properties and what they say. Mm-hmm. Because at the, at the end of the day, you know, it's vacations, going to visit family, funerals. You have so many, so many things. And if you screw up, it's something they're going to remember as well. <laughs> Thanks. That's a fact. Mm. Great episode, guys. Yeah, it was a good episode, yeah. man. But yeah, man, I hope y'all uh, listeners, y'all learned something from it. And it's really, it's a lot we go through. But man, you just got to keep pushing through it, man. Uh, y'all, I definitely re- recommend that book, Relentless, man. That, that was yeah, that reminded me why Kobe Bryant was my favorite athlete. That dude was a different animal. Like, 
the stories he tells about Kobe. But yeah, man, uh, thank y'all for listening. And uh, you know, you know, real quick, I, speaking of books, I finally read the Richest Man in Babylon. You ever read that? That is on my book list. I, I did I read it a long time ago? No, I haven't. I got to read that. You read that, Fede? No, Richest okay. Man in Babylon. That's it just hard. talks about wealth building back, like, but telling these old timey, like, kind of a, the biblical era stories, you know, just made up stories, but in that language, and then and people are doing back then. But it's always been the same thing, right? It's always wealth building. It's always been the same thing, you know. Put aside ten percent of your money to save and invest, and then go and then invest your money smartly into things that you know is going to make it grow, and and then work hard, and then. But and it even brings up, you know, these oh, the, this 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 some this one guy, this this opportunity to invest in these jewels and whatever. I, I trusted this guy, I gave him my money, and I lost all my money. It just reminds me, even even since then, there's been like all these schemes to take people's money, right? Mm-hmm. But if you just follow that path, invest smart, and then work hard, and instead of set money aside, right, you're gonna be successful. You're not. There's no way you're not gonna be successful. And and. And I, and I think about this era, you know, we got the cryptocurrency, which you were dogging on. And, and then the, and then the NFTs now, I mean, people are putting a picture of themselves using the bathroom and, and selling an NFT for like $10 million, stupid <laughs> shit. Right. And, and it's like, and so people are like, Oh, that's the thing. I'm going to put my money in here. Oh, doggy coin. Oh, this, Oh, that, Oh, the NFTs. And, and it's just like, and most 99% of those fuckers are going to lose the money, right? The people that got in at first that made all the money is yep. the big Ponzi scheme, but most of them are going to lose their money. So, but that's, that's the thing. People just want to get rich. They want all these shortcuts, but there's no shortcuts, man. You work hard, no. you invest smart, Definitely. it compounds, and then you, and you use that money to invest more. I mean, it's facts. simple, right? It's simple. Facts, facts. But yeah, that's, that's what we're here for, to make y'all rich. Why you end it, man? Yeah. <laughs> thank y'all for continuing to listen man and uh yeah you can follow us on instagram email us and uh all that's in the, that is below and remember to like and subscribe we, hit that uh, like button smash it hell yeah and keep subscribing <laughs> man we got a bunch of subscribers coming in i don't know what yeah, happened yeah. i don't know so yeah keep on <laughs> nice. subscribing and uh thank y'all thank we, you for uh, having you guys out <laughs> peace thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of live let thrive Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.